Welcome everyone to this uh, episode of uh, Manufacturing Talk uh, Radio. Um, Mr. Grady is uh, the victim of some uh, computer digital crises stuff, so he won't be joining us today. Uh, I do have Norbert Orr from Strategis, who is a uh, an economist and uh, uh, and uh, does a report. Uh, of the ISMs on a, a global basis, as well as North America. And uh, we find it very insightful and uh, consistent uh, to a great degree uh, with all the other various reports that have come out in the recent uh, weeks, uh, uh, including the US Census Bureau with regards to uh, job counts and so on. So, uh, Norbert Orr, welcome. Thank we're, you and good morning. Thank you. We're going to be uh, talking about your report, and uh, let's uh, let's get right to it. Okay. The November, the November 21st Business Survey Insights, and here we are. Let, let's set the stage just a little bit, uh, if we can, Lou. Sure. Uh, I'm uh, using uh, as a basis of the work that uh, I, I do uh, in terms of surveys, uh, I'm using the uh, 18 different surveys that uh, some of them are uh, domestic, some of them are international, but to collectively it's the things, it's the surveys that I think uh, uh, show significant importance and uh, as you know, I, I did the ISM survey for uh, 15 years, and so I, I've watched this data, participated in it. Uh, uh, very, uh, I've been around it for probably 30 years, uh, uh, and fascinated by it, and still uh, still find it that way. So it, it's a way of looking at uh, uh, month over month change. It's not about how you know how fast are we growing. It's the fact that we are growing, uh, and so uh, all of my work is based on that. Uh, most of uh, w what I do is away from uh, the domestic ISM services and manufacturing surveys. Uh, I follow those, but I feel like uh, they, they get uh, a good coverage and, uh, and proper coverage uh, from that. So I focus on the 16 other surveys that, uh, that we work with. Uh, and I'm not opposed to a comment here or there on the domestic surveys, but uh, uh, certainly uh, more importantly, the, the 16 that we're talking about. Uh, I've got right at the top of the list this month, uh, uh, the Brazil. Now I know that's one of your your favorites and always interested uh, in correct. what's going on with it. So, uh, you you have anything you want to preface my comments on Brazil with? Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the question is: Does does Brazil ever get out of its own way? And the answer is probably not. Uh, are, are we really able to see any countries that get out of their own way? Uh, there's well, a struggle there. 
Okay, I, I guess my main point about uh, uh, Brazil is not so much their uh, financial uh, and manufacturing and service growth. It's more about the fact that they've got more things impeding them from doing it, like crime, corruption, drugs, uh, and you know all these other uh, headwinds. Uh, right. And uh, we, we have some of those same headwinds here, but we seem to progress through it. Uh, uh, one, one of my concerns, and, and I'm, I'm not gonna be talking political, but uh, my personal feeling is that uh, nothing's getting done in government. And if there ever was a time that we needed a government to operate fully and, and powerfully and with the full concern of the American public, uh, it's now, and we don't have it. Yeah. And uh, that, that somewhere along the line affects these numbers somewhere, because you start losing confidence. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I heard this last night that uh, there was a TV commercial uh, with Peloton, and the person who was riding the Peloton, Peloton in the commercial had a heart attack. Did you hear about this? No. Had a heart attack. They filmed it, had a heart attack. And yesterday, Peloton stock went down 11.8%. Mm. So, you know, I mean, you want to talk about madness. I mean, I can't believe that people actually reacted to that when an actor had a heart attack. Right. And it affected the stock market. 10 10% of a uh, what is it, a $4 billion company or something like that? It's, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I think uh, you, you said you don't want to talk politics. And I honestly believe we're, we're not talking politics. We're talking leadership. <laughs> Very good. Yes, you're right. There is a distinction there. I, I, I'm, I stand corrected to do that. So, okay, uh, we've, we've beat up uh, Brazil pretty good. Uh, <laughs> What's happening but, in Canada? Uh, Canada follows the United States. Can right. Canada, uh, in so many ways, uh, looks like the 51st state. Uh, right. When the U.S. does well, Canada does almost as well. And when the uh, U.S. declines, Canada doesn't decline uh, as much as the U.S. does. So they're in a, uh, in a very good position uh, to, uh, you know, to continue to, uh, to, to do well. And I think right now the, the, the message that I get from all of the data that we're looking at is that, uh, gee, uh, things seem to be better than they really are. And uh, I, I made my, uh, one of my rare trips to the uh, grocery store yesterday with my <laughs> wife. You and I are so much alike. <laughs> and uh, what, what I found was uh, uh, I, in previous trips, we weren't seeing the, the uh, shortage of product. But yesterday, it was remarkable how many shelves were empty yeah. at the grocery store because it is impacting and uh, it, it's probably going to continue to be 
uh, impact. And I'm, I'm talking about basic fundamental things uh, uh, that uh, that we just couldn't couldn't get. It, it's not at a critical stage yet. I don't think it'll necessarily go to a critical stage, but it's a sign of the times and uh, of what we see. And what I'm seeing is a narrowing of the, of the recovery. Uh, the uh, the two ISM surveys uh, they they both uh, track the number of industries that are expanding. And if you look at the the industries, uh, the uh, manufacturing PMI. Uh, has been uh, consistently 16, 17 out of 18 industries that are growing. That dropped down this month to 13 of 18 industries. And so uh, that's the first thing I look for is uh, for uh, the, 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 the data to uh, narrow and you get down to where more industries, you know, for instance, the chemical industry, I always follow it for manufacturing because it's pretty much the, uh, uh, the bellwether industry for manufacturing. Everybody in manufacturing uses chemicals in one form or another, uh, you know, and then you have uh, the auto companies that use paints which are chemicals right. uh, uh, that we look at, that they use a tremendous amount of paint and so on. If they're down at 12 million cars on an annual basis, which is where they are, uh, that's a lot of paint that doesn't need to be made, yeah. uh, you know, from that. Uh, manufacturing new orders, 10 of 18 industries were growing. So that's dropped down from that. Uh, over on the services side, it's not quite as much uh, services. Uh, we, we have to remember services are, are coincident. They're not a leading indicator. So it, it, I always look at it from standpoint. If you look out the window and see it raining, uh, it's not uh, a, a very big call to uh, say it's raining. Right. Um, if you look out and then there's not raining and you're expecting rain, that's more of a leading indicator if you can uh, get, uh, get something from that. So it, it's uh, the, the services are, are into their portion of the recovery where we start to see employment come back, not coming back as fast as um, we would like for it to, but, uh, but indeed coming back. And uh, uh, services are four times larger than manufacturing. So uh, it's that much more important to the economy that, uh, that they have that. However, uh, manufacturing employment, uh, last week, uh, there was a they broke through the million mark of new available jobs in right. manufacturing. We're already at a two and a half million deficit in people. So we're, if just using those two sets of numbers, we can never reach the peak, the optimum position, because we're already a million in the hole 
plus another two and a half million and people are retiring at the rate of 10,000 uh, a day in this country. So uh, we have a serious problem. And as you pointed out, things don't always look like they are. The numbers we're looking at, we're looking at backlog, we're looking at new orders, we're looking at all these things that are going haven't been made yet. Right. They're on the books, but does it ever make it to the bank? And that's one of the fears I have. Uh, uh, all metals and forge group, uh, our sales have increased significantly over these last four, five, six months. And our backlog is uh, quite large. And uh, I couldn't guarantee though the end, uh, what the end number is gonna be. The shortages, steel de delivery delays, logistics, you know, all these things that are negatively impacting us all at the same time. So it's a, an unusual time. And again, right. not to sound negative, let's talk about the good stuff. Well, his, history says that we'll work our way, our way through it. Yeah. Uh, particularly the manufacturing sector. Yes. It has the ability to reinvent itself. It has the ability to focus on productivity. Uh, but, but you're right. Uh, I, I always uh, say uh, today, nobody is raising their child to work third shift. Right, right. Well, it's funny you mention that. I was up in Massachusetts recently. My wife and I stopped up in a McDonald's to grab a, a Whopper. And right outside, it's a main four-lane road, not a highway, but a four-lane state road. And there was a McDonald's there. And outside the McDonald's was a huge sign. And I, I took a picture of it. And it says, now hiring 13 and 14 year old students. I took a picture, I couldn't believe right. it. Could not, I mean, what about child slavery? I mean, really? 13 year olds now could go get a, legally get a job? They're begging for it. Yeah. So. The, well, those things tend to, uh, you know, solve themselves uh, when, when, they do, when, when they do that. And uh, uh, I, I think we'll go through this uh, again. Uh, you know, McDonald's is automating. Uh, yes. They're taking the labor out. Uh, at the same time, uh, uh, there, there's some positives, I, I guess, in, in uh, expanding the base. Uh, you know, what, what amazes me is w w what's happening there is a um, uh, 13 or 14 old year old child. They're saying, I've got a, a multi-million dollar investments with a drive-through sitting there. And I'm willing to turn that investment over to a 13 or 14 year old to determine how successful I'm going to be. And that's the scary part. <laughs> yeah well this is true okay is true. so let me let me just give you some highlights from around yes, the world so. blue uh, i always like to look one of the first indexes i look at is the uh what's called sips cips or chartered institute of purchasing and supply that's from the uk mm -hmm. and it came in at 58.1 and that's a three-month high. 
I also have to note once again that uh, since Brexit, the UK has not dipped under 50, meaning failed to grow. The UK has grown and, and almost significantly every month since Brexit. And so it's worked out far better than the best of the economists uh, predicted for that. Uh, their prices and inputs uh, top to 30-year high and all of this. So they, they've got no complaints. Uh, if we look then at, at maybe a little bit of the European zone, uh, we've got 58.4 uh, for the uh, collective European zone, the eight countries that we follow there. Uh, Italy was at 62.8 which is a uh, record high for them. Uh, France was at 55.9, uh, which their uh, six month average is 56.5. So uh, reasonably strong for France. Uh, Germany has done uh, well through all of this. And Germany had a 57.4 in November. So uh, combi all combined, the Eurozone at 58.4 is very solid. Again, I think that looks better than, uh, th than it would do otherwise. I've got to plug in a camera here. There we go. All righty. Um, the... Uh, Japan, uh, we're looking at uh, 52.8. You know, Japan has never uh, really made a strong recovery uh, here. So uh, hopefully they'll continue to grow at uh, reasonable rates through the process. Um, let's see, who else? South Korea is down at 50.9. South Korea has not benefited to the degree that uh, Europe and the U.S. have uh, have, have benefited, um, and that goes with uh, other uh, countries in uh, in that region: Singapore, uh, Myanmar, etc. Uh, China. Both surveys, uh, the uh, CFLP survey, is at fifty point one, showing just um, negligible growth. And uh, the Kaishin survey is at 49.6, down uh, seven tenths. So uh, uh, again, Asia has uh, struggled uh, comparatively. Uh, they uh, didn't make some of the ch choices that we made. They had more problems with the uh, viruses, et cetera. Uh, so all of those things uh, are a factor from that. So. You know, what, what are we looking at? There's a commonality across the globe. Uh, supply delays are a big problem, whether it's containers, uh, you know, and uh, what I haven't seen anybody do a uh, report on is the number of shipments that can be diverted from uh, containers to uh, 747s because something like semiconductors 
they don't take up a lot of space when they do that. And, and I suspect they didn't move by container to begin with. Right. The, the, uh, there is a, a significant increase in air freight traffic uh, for manufacturing. Right. Uh, but uh, I don't know if it can accommodate uh, the kind of weight that we're talking about, like say for semiconductors. But you can yeah. probably, you can probably put a year's worth of semiconductors in a 747. I would think so. <laughs> I mean, we only sell only we only sell right. only 16 million cars. There's got to be uh, you know multiple chips in a car, but a couple of plane loads will solve the problem. But, right. Yeah, but you know, manufacturers, like I said, I always believe how inventive they are. Uh, somebody uh, was sharing a story with me uh, about uh, bagel production. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess the farther north you go, the more important bagel production becomes uh, uh, from that. But what they were saying was the bagel manufacturer, which would be somebody that you'd recognize their name probably, they have 10 popular bagels that they, uh, products that they uh, produce. And so what they have done is focused on their top four and diverting all of the ingredients, et cetera, et cetera, to make the, uh, the, the four that they, they want. Those are the ones that keep their best customers and that they would continue to make those to make sure their best customers get the product that they want as opposed to trying to just su uh, supply the whole array of uh, demand. And you may even get some converts. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I have a question. We're coming up near the uh, top of the show uh, or the bottom of the show. In the news uh, recently, uh, there's been a lot of talk and I don't think enough talk for American people to fully understand what the scope is. And that's in China, the Evergrande Group, the uh, real estate developer, the largest debtor in China, uh, has effectively gone into uh, default on a payment on, uh, on a payment of $300 billion debt uh, to 400 international banks. Um, do you feel that this could be a significant headwind that's going to affect the whole pyramid? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of an anxious observer uh, about what, what's going on with all of that. Right, right. Uh, again, uh, when China is involved, the third, first thing you should assume is it, it, it is not what it seems to be. Got it. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, any, any of those, uh, the ratio of banks that are uh, uh, in default versus the total number, et cetera, uh, it would uh, seem like it's spread out uh, pretty far, 
Uh, Usually these things are, uh, are more about a panic than they are about uh, fundamentals. Right. uh, somebody has the idea, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get out and I'm going to save my uh, company from the cost, et cetera. Uh, but uh, they don't do that. They, they don't manage to, to do it. And they cause everybody else to, uh, uh, to panic. So uh, we, we've got a history of a lot of those things happening. So your, your view is hold your cards, don't panic. Yeah, uh, everything says, you know, uh, going back to uh, the early 2000s, everything says uh, those who panic, uh, you know, the the last group that panicked uh, missed out on a 30% increase in the market. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a a good lesson learned. Right, right. But I think... Any final words, uh, Norbert, that you'd like? Yeah, to... on this whole inflation issue. Yeah. Uh, I lived through the 70s. Uh, I was uh, starting my career in, in manufacturing and back in the, in the 70s and um, saw, I, I was an energy buyer, so I saw firsthand what goes on. Uh, I. I am uh, scared that uh, we're uh, we're cutting our nose off to spite our face when it comes to uh, the cost of energy, how how we can best uh, support the energy industry, and I think every uh, uh, many many of the the pundits don't realize that when we talk about energy. We're talking about plastics. We're talking about a lot of manufactured product. Uh, we're talking about chemicals. We're talking that all none of those can uh, really uh, be successful without having reasonably priced energy. And right. uh, we 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 give gasoline and and uh, fuel oil and jet fuel too much attention and not enough to. Uh, the other industries that are, are dependent on, on cheap energy. Well, you can blame some of that on mainstream media, not dealing with all the issues that need to be covered and then not those that don't need to be covered. You, you know, I think some of them, and particularly I'll pick on New York in particular, I think some of them sit on one side of their building and their idea of going after a story is to look out the windows on the other side. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Norbert, thank you very much. You're always insightful, informative, and we do in- enjoy transmitting the information on uh, the uh, PMIs around the world, because I think Americans need to know this kind of information so that they can do the right kind of marketing to the right markets. And here is a perfect piece of data that tells you where to go and where not to go. And that that includes your report and PMIs and many of the 18 other 
ones that you've talked about. So again, thank you. Uh, good report. Keep it up. I'm looking to see, are we going to make it to 2023 with these kinds of numbers? And I'll leave you with that question. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, no. I think, uh, and we should expect that because it's at such a lofty level right now, the chances of going up are probably 5% and the chances of going down are probably 95%. Now it may be only going down to the mean to 50, but it'll still be growing. It's just the growth is gonna be slower and everything we're doing or a lot of what we're doing are demand killers. And uh, it, it, we're going to have a hard time replacing that demand. Uh, that is true. And uh, I would settle for high 60s. There uh, you high, go. high 50s, sorry. Very, I'll settle for high 50s. Not a greedy man. I'm not greedy. I'll take the sure thing every time. Norbert, thank you very much for the show. Have a good holiday. And uh, we'll be talking to you uh, next year. Thanks, and have all the best to you and yours. Take thank care. You Take care now. Bye-bye. So thank you, everybody, for tuning into uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio today. Uh, Norbert Orr's uh, information is uh, incredibly insightful and informative, and uh, I would think from a manufacturing standpoint, significantly important to your corporate well-being. Uh, and the, uh, following all of these reports, it's important. We have the data, we have the capability, we have the technology to collect it. Um, and I've been following it myself in my businesses for 35, 40 years, easy. And uh, we track, Hull Metals and Forge tracks along uh, with these types of reports, the PMI, uh, the ISM's PMI, uh, strategist, uh, CAS index, and so on and so forth. So anyway, have a great holiday. Um, it's coming up uh, very shortly. Uh, drink safe, drive safe, be safe. Thank you. Good holidays. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.